Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. But an interesting conversation right now around music. What is it about music that appeals to us? And why do certain songs appeal to some people and not to others? Like, why do people have different tastes in music? And sure, there are cultural reasons. You know, I mean, you know, popular music in the West is going to be different than, say, popular music in China or India or other parts of the world, right? So there's some history and culture there. Uh, but even, you know, your family, your friends, your neighbors, uh, you know, all kinds of different tastes in music. So it is interesting where that all comes from. And maybe there's all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, this all explored an interesting new piece from our next guest uh, who writes uh, about some of the latest uh, science on all of this at uh, theconversation.com. Uh, Jane Keeney is an associate professor of music education at Auburn University and joins us on the line here this morning. Uh, professor, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate you joining us here. So this is kind of a fascinating topic, I think, because we all love music uh, and everybody would agree that they've got it right when it comes to musical taste and people who disagree must have it wrong. But how do we go about answering that question, right, of wh where that comes from? Well, I think the beginning really is um, who you are as a person, perhaps your background even. Um, you know, you grew up, as you mentioned, in your own culture. So a lot of the music that you might grow up with is your preference, but it might not be, you know, your neighbor's preference if they're not your same culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you want me to continue or yeah, not. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, keep, yeah continue. So um, I think uh, one of the things that uh, people, I think gravitate, what makes people gravitate towards certain music is they might have a, an emotional reaction to it, or they might have a physical reaction to it, or they might have a thoughtful reaction to it, meaning like that makes them go, oh, that's really interesting. There's something that happens in the music that surprises them, and they want to hear it again and again and again or they might have some kind of emotional, oh, that made me feel a certain way, or I'm feeling a certain way, and that music has helped me. Um, or they might just have, you know, this, uh, re any kind of reaction that goes along to that. I had a professor once that called it this thinking, feeling idea. So, so it was like your whole, your body was reacting as well as your brain. You know, everything yeah. was going on at the same time, and it just made you go, oh, I've got to hear that music again. Mm -hmm. So that's probably one of the, you know, deeper things that is kind of hard to predict with people because each person really is unique in that, and, uh, you know, with their personality and their, you know, who they are. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a question of what makes some music then more popular, has more appeal. Uh, than others. And it was interesting, we were talking back in December, we did a segment talking about Christmas music and Christmas songs and just why some, some songs uh, last and remain popular for so long. And, and maybe it speaks to some of these issues, right? Sort of that familiarity, growing up with something, the emotions uh, it invokes, right? And fond memories uh, of Christmas. So we do see that with uh, other kinds of music then, don't we? I think so. I mean, I, I was just, it's ironic that, uh, we're talking about this because I was listening to this artist that I'd never listened to. I just happened to pick up the song. I heard the song and I liked it. So I pulled up their new album and could I remember who it was right now? I don't know, but mm -hmm. it was a c album of covers, cover songs. Okay. And it was all songs that I'd grown up with. 
And so I was like, immediately, I'm going to add that to my, save that in my list. It was all things that, for me, I I was thinking like, gosh, this reminds me of, you know, growing up and going down the, you know, uh, riding in the truck with my dad, who, you know, who would have music going all the time. And just sort of those memories started coming back. So I think that's part of it is that we do, as you said, react based on our memories. But I think also it is, um, you know, there's a characteristic in music that if it, is, if it surprises us, um, if it's something that we just can't, is unpredictable to us, and there's a fine line between too unpredictable and not unpredictable enough, right? So, or not predictable, and, or if it's too predictable or too unpredictable, there's a line between the middle of that. So I think that it's the middle area where we are intrigued enough that we want to listen to it again. There's something that happens that we are surprised by in a, you know, a sort of thoughtful and emotional and physical way that makes us gravitate toward that. That's one of the possible um, reasons we like music. I think some of the other is that we like the artist. I mean, we know several artists who are very popular and maybe they're very popular because, you know, certain groups of people align with their the way they think, the way they dress, the way they you know present themselves and maybe the music is is a external or not external but maybe a secondary thing that they're more aligned with the actual person versus the actual music. They might have started with the music but now they really like whoever this person is. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say you know, like Taylor Swift or somebody like that. You know? Yeah. Um, well, don't don't offend the Swifties, right? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm not saying anything wrong with. That's I mean, right, I, I yeah. like her music actually. Sure. I listen to it myself. Yeah. Um, so you know, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, uh, any you could list you could list any artist that has a following. Rihanna, for example, has a following. You know, that will have. You know, people that follow them because they like who that person is based on either a social media presence or uh, some kind of media presence. But also there's, I liked this particular song by them, so I got to know more about the artist. So, so yeah, I mean, so, it but it does, well. yeah. So our personalities do come into play then, you think? I think so. Um, you know, there's enough research that several people have done now that say that, like, if you're an open kind of person that you might like, like, sophisticated music, which have more thought, you might have to think a little more about it. Um, where if you're extroverted, you might really like, you know, upbeat electronic music that might be like electronic dance music or like the music that you might hear in like a sports stadium when they're trying to, you know, amp up the stadium. Those kinds of uh, personalities seem to, um, those personality traits do come through the literature, the research literature. Um, there's things like con- uh, people that are conscientious might like things that are a little less pretentious. They mm-hmm. just you know, want something in the background, maybe. But they also might like something that's really powerful and intense. So there's not a one, you know, you have this personality, therefore you will like only this music. That's not really what the research is saying. It's really saying you have this kind of personality and you might really like this kind of music or this style of music. Yeah, it's it's funny because, like, <laughs> through human history, like, you know, as much as music has changed, music's always been there. Like there's there's something innate about humanity and, you know, sort of longing for that, whatever it gives us. Like I wonder, I mean, if there's intelligent life out there, civilizations, like 
would they have music? Is that a given? Or maybe it's not. I don't know. But what is it about? Like, what do we get from music? Why is it that, that humans have always longed for and, and craved music? It's interesting you um, said that because there's, and I don't have this research right in my brain, like to quote it exactly. But and if you look back at some um, archaeological findings in different parts of the world, uh, I think there's a cave painting in France, I believe. Don't quote me on that. It could be France. It could be China. Um, but the people that are painted on the wall are doing, clearly doing something musical. Um, so back as far as we probably know, um, we've had music in some way. Um, and there's actually some su supporting evidence that I guess uh, you could say through, there's a book uh, by Matthew Sachs and a few other people um, that really has traced this idea that we are um, have gravitated over time and still gravitate toward music being this aesthetic um, rewarding function for us. We enjoy it, so we do it again and again. So it's like the, if you're a runner, I don't know if anybody's a runner out there, but if you're a runner, like you do it, you know, and if you're not a runner, you might not understand, but you run because there's this aesthetic part of it, too. There's this enjoyment part. There's the dopamine that kicks in that makes you feel good. Um, music does that, too. And so I think that's part of why we have, for as long as history, maybe, we've done music or we've listened to music. We've participated in some way. Well, interesting. Well, your piece on this is mentioned. It's up at theconversation.com. Jane, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Appreciate it.